You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, June 12th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle, flying solo on today's show. We're going to talk a lot of recruiting on today's show. We're not just going to talk about recruiting, but that's definitely going to be the crux of the show. Not exactly breaking news, but we've got a lot. We've got some good news that we're going to get to. I'll get to that in a little bit, and hopefully we're going to have some really good news about Brandon Baker at some point, the number one offensive tackle recruit in the country. He had a great visit to Ohio State this past weekend. Uh, a great visit, he told our Bill Curlick. He is from Santa Ana, California, modern day high school, uh, six foot five, 285. I mean, he's going to easily be over 300. He might not be done growing. He might be up to 6'6". He's every bit of 6'5", 285 already. And um, he said he told Bill he had a great visit. Um, now he has two more visits to make. He's going to visit Texas and Georgia. Okay, Ohio State was his first. So that's You'd say that's good because, you know, maybe Ohio State's atop his list. Sometimes you'd rather have the last visit, though. Now, if you look at 24-7 sports, Michigan and Miami are also listed as warm. But he has, does not have any visits scheduled to those schools. So, visited Ohio State, loved his visit this past weekend. That's fantastic. Um, the recruits are working them hard. The players are working them hard. You know, all the guys in the 2024 class, um, they all know about Brandon Baker, and they're all recruiting him hard. So, um, I feel good about this. You know, we'll see what happens. There are zero crystal ball predictions from anybody. On Brandon Baker. Nobody has a crystal ball prediction in. So, you know, Bill Curlick told, told me that, you know, he had a great visit and the Buckeyes definitely have a legit shot. So that's where things stand with Brandon Baker. Um, can't say he's leaning toward Ohio State. I don't know that, but he had a great visit. And Bill says the Buckeyes absolutely have a legit shot. So there you go. That'd be huge for Justin Fry. Um, if he can go to California and land the number one offensive tackle in the country, that would be huge for him his recruiting chops would just just go up you know exponentially you know it's one thing to land the number one offensive tackle recruit in the state of Ohio and that's not easy I mean ask Ryan Day when Paris Johnson when Ryan Day took over you know and I got to know Monica Daniels Paris's mom very well and um, and they loved Ryan Day eventually but when they didn't know anything about Ryan Day when Urban retired left Ohio State and Ryan Day was promoted, they were like, wait a minute. I mean, they had to re-recruit Paris Johnson, and he was from Ohio, and that was still a good job by Ryan Day. Uh, and they liked Stadrawa, even though Stadrawa had a lot of misses on the recruiting trail. Um, Paris Johnson, his family, really you know, loved Ryan Day and Stadrawa. But at first, they had to be re-recruited. And if Justin Fry can get this done, I mean, that would be huge for him. That would be absolutely huge. Um, you know, he's doing a good job recruiting, you know, kids – 
you know, from the state of Ohio and, you know, Indiana, you got Ian Moore, uh, who people think looks really good. I saw a picture of Ian Moore. I didn't think he looked that good at camp. And then everybody that was raving about him. Like, that's why you can't go by one still picture. It wasn't like I was breaking down video or saw a bunch of pictures. I just saw one picture. I was like, oh, he, he looks like he, you know, isn't, isn't in that great of shape. And this must've been like a weird picture because everybody was raving about how Ian Moore looked at camp last week. All right. So there's where things stand with Brandon Baker. Man, that'd be huge. That would be huge, Land, the number one offensive tackle recruit in the country. Again, especially a kid from California. And I think it does help that Ohio State's done a good job recruiting California. Look at some of the guys they've got out there, you know, like right now on the team, they've got a few like Hero Canoe. Obviously, CJ Stroud was from there. Chris Olave was from there. You're not just getting guys from California, you're getting like, you know, first round draft picks, household names. All right. Next up, I want to talk about Marquise Lightfoot. Marquise Lightfoot. He've also visited this past weekend. And he was crystal balled to Ohio State by the Dean, Bill Curlick. Uh, Marquise Lightfoot, six foot five, 220 pounds, the number six edge rusher in the country. I love this, 6'5", 220, a little bit like a Kenyatta Jackson, you know. This is not like a tweener. You know this guy is going to be an edge rusher, like straight out central casting, already 6'5", 220, long arms. Love that. Loved his visit, obviously, for him to, um, for Bill Curlick to feel so good about that he's putting a crystal ball pick in so uh you gotta love that marquise lightfoot's a young man from chicago um so getting a kid here from the midwest big time recruit as i said number six edge rusher number 67 overall prospect in the country in the 2024 class so i'm gonna talk about larry johnson in a little bit we had a question on Bucknuts about him uh, thank you to some of our Bucknut subscribers who submitted questions um and uh, i'm gonna get to that in a little bit because larry johnson's been raked over the coals he might be a little bit like uh, how you like me now if things go well over the next couple months here so marquise lightfoot um did not commit to be clear but you know when bill curly puts a crystal ball in after a visit that's almost like a kid committing in, in my book my words i don't want to put words in bill's mouth he's you guys know how, the, how bill is he's awesome he works his butt off and um he's a little conservative he's not going to come out here and make any bold statements but that's one of the things I love about him, you can just trust everything that he says. All right, next kid I want to talk about, Elias Rudolph, another defensive lineman, number 20 edge rusher, number 248 overall player in the country. Knocking on that door to be in that top 247. He's 248. Um, that's in the composite, though. He's a 248 in the 24-7 sports composite, which takes ESPN rivals on three 24-7 sports. Compiles them all together, as you guys know. Well, if you didn't know, now you know. He's the number 20 edge rusher in the country. Um, he's from Deerfield Beach, Florida, and he's going to visit this coming weekend. And it looks like, to me, an Ohio State-Michigan battle. It's like oh, we're going old school with some of these recruits, man. This, we haven't had some really good Ohio State-Michigan recruiting battles. We've had some here and there, but there's a handful of them this cycle. Now, another one, Bill Curlick has put his crystal ball in for Ohio State to land Elias Rudolph. So, you know, that's great news. I, I can't uh, say it enough. If Bill Curley puts a crystal ball in, I'm feeling fantastic about it. So Elias Rudolph, again, number 20 edge rusher, not an elite prospect, but definitely a guy they want to get a uh, kid out of Florida. Again, looks like an Ohio state, Michigan battle. Elias Rudolph is scheduled to visit Ohio state this weekend. Uh, I say scheduled because I mean, he's, there's no indication he won't. It's just, we don't like saying for sure he's going to come when we have not, you know, confirmed that yet. Um, like sometimes we don't, you know, until a kid's actually on campus, we don't say for sure he's coming. But uh, Elias Rudolph, I feel good about that one, obviously. So Larry Johnson could land. He can get that kid and gets Lightfoot. That's going to be a great. Uh, it's going to be a great thing for him. And speaking of Larry Johnson, um, 
Edric Houston is another one that he's in on. Defensive lineman Edric Houston's probably going to be a D tackle. He's listed as a D lineman. He could play inside or out. Kid out of Buford, Georgia. Number four defensive lineman in the country. Number 15 overall player in the country in the 2024 class. Five-star kid. He has been crystal balled by Steve Wiltfong. Got a fong bomb in for Houston to be a Buckeye. He will also visit the Buckeyes this coming weekend. He is scheduled to visit the Buckeyes this coming weekend. So big recruiting weekend. Official visits this past weekend. Big uh, official visit weekend this coming weekend. And the fact that Steve Wilfong's already put a crystal ball in before the visit, that's fantastic news for Ohio State. Now, I'm telling you, if Larry Johnson all of a sudden can land some of these kids, everybody's going to be like, whoops, yeah, we wrote off Larry Johnson too quickly. So Edric Houston, once again, number four defensive lineman, number 15 overall player in the country from Buford, Georgia, will visit, will, is scheduled to visit Ohio State this coming weekend and has been crystal balled to the Buckeyes by Steve Wiltfong. Fantastic news. All right, another defensive lineman who just absolutely loved his visit this past weekend, three-star defensive tackle Jaden Jackson from IMG Academy. Six foot two, 300 pounds, Jaden Jackson from IMG. Now, I say three-star, but he's one of those where you look at the offer list, it's like he doesn't have a three-star offer list. And his five top schools are Ohio State. This is in no particular order. These are the ones that are listed as warm, according to our 24-7 sports recruiting analysts. The, the five that are listed as warm are Ohio State, Oklahoma, Texas, Florida, and Miami. Does that sound like a – and he's got a bunch of other good offers too. Those are the five that he's really considering. Ohio State, Texas, Oklahoma, Florida, and Miami. Doesn't really sound like a three-star kid to you, does it? Um, so – you know, ready-made D tackle. I like that. Not one of these kids that's like 250 pounds and maybe he'll grow into a D tackle. Like 300 pounds right now going into his senior year of high school and plays at IMG. So I got to think he's going to be a four-star prospect before it's all said and done. I don't really care about that. I just want them to get this kid. And he loved his visit. He, he took a visit this past weekend, like I said, told our Bill Curlick that it, they just knocked it out of the park. So we'll see what happens there. Still waiting for some crystal balls to come in there. Um, have not seen one on Jaden Jackson yet unless I missed it. But, um, again, Ohio State's positioned well to land another good defensive line recruit in this 2024 class. All of a sudden they went from what is going on to, oh, they're in on this guy and this guy, and not just in on them, could be leading for them, probably are leading for guys. You know, I'm Yeah, I'm comfortable saying they're leading for, for example, like Marquise Lightfoot. I'm, I'm comfortable saying that when Bill Curley puts a crystal ball in right after his visit. I'm very comfortable saying that. I'm comfortable saying that they lead for Houston. For Edric Houston with uh, uh, Steve Wilfong putting his crystal ball in. So, and I feel good about Jaden Jackson. This could turn really quickly for Larry Johnson. Um, all right, let's get into that. So, I had somebody ask me, we, there's been a lot of talk about this, but I had somebody ask me on Bucknuts, you know, are you buying into this narrative that the game has passed Larry Johnson by? Um, not just as a defensive line recruit where he's not developing enough. You look at this past draft, they had guys that came in as five stars like Teron Vincent that went undrafted. Um, Zach Harrison came in as a five-star. He was the only defensive player that was even drafted, and he was in a third-round pick. Um, other guys that played a lot, undrafted. And people will say, well, you know, Bosa's and Chase Young. And you could make the argument it didn't matter who the defensive line coach was going to be with Joey Bosa and Nick Bosa. Um, I give Larry a lot of credit for Chase Young, though. Chase Young was a lot more raw, and he taught him the hands. And um, I was never buying that the game passed Larry Johnson by. I just think the talent – wasn't as good as maybe we thought. Teron Vincent, even though he was ranked as the number one defensive tackle recruit in the country, I never liked his film that much. I always felt like maybe it was 
maybe I was missing something, or maybe his name, being the son of Troy Vincent, um, maybe that helped him playing an IMG. Maybe that helped him. I wasn't sure. Now I'm sure. Now I'm sure that was a that was you know a misranking. He, there's no way he was the number one defensive tackle recruit in the country. Um, then he goes undrafted after being a starter at Ohio State. So um, I just think the talent wasn't as good as we thought. We'll see this year. The talent's fantastic this year. If they don't have a very good defensive line this year, something's wrong. Then I'll buy into Larry Johnson's not developing these guys because with Tui Molowau, Mike Hall, Tyleek Williams, Jack Sawyer, Kenyatta Jackson, Caden Curry, Hero Canoe, Ty Hamilton, Tywon Malone, this defensive line better be a problem, and I think it will be. And I think it will be. When you backups like Kenyatta Jackson, I'm, I'm liking life there. Okay, uh, I, I'm, I like. I think Tui Molowau is going to be a star this year. I like. You guys know I love the D tackles with Tyleek Williams and Mike Hall, and now they've got some depth there thanks to Tywon Malone coming in along with Ty Hamilton and Hero Canoe. You got five D tackles that they like and four defensive ends that they like. The starters with Tui Molowau and Sawyer. Sawyer's got to keep that job, though. He's, he's a starter. He'll be a starter. I, I believe in him. But, you know, Caden Curry and Kenyatta Jackson are knocking at that door. No, all four of those guys are going to play. So you got four defensive ends they like, five D tackles. All nine of those guys are going to play. Maybe there'll be somebody else that gets in the mix, like a Mitchell Melton, somebody like that. Mitchell Melton is going to play some Jack. I don't know how much they're going to use the Jack. Mitchell Melton and C.J. Hicks will play that, that Jack role is what Jim Knowles told us when they do use it. Those are two of the guys that they're going to – those are the only two guys he mentioned. He said there's two Those are two of the guys, uh, two of the guys, but those are the only two guys he mentioned. Sounds like if they use the jack, it's going to be Mitch Melton and or C.J. Hicks. So has the game passed Larry Johnson by? I don't think so, and we'll find out this fall as far as on-field coaching. Has it passed him by with recruiting? I don't think so because of all the latest developments. If you asked me about this week last time, I'd say, I don't know, maybe. Maybe because of all this smoke that's coming out, and Ohio State didn't seem like they were really in, in pole position to land some of these, you know, really top D tackle recruits. Now that is flipped, and they are in good position, and they're getting not only getting these kids to come on campus for visits, but the visits are going extremely well, and these kids are having such a good time that we're hearing such good news that Bill Curlick's dropping a crystal ball, you know, for Lightfoot, you know, Steve Wilfong dropping a crystal ball for Houston, even though that didn't just happen. Um, but um, these kids are loving their visits, and it's going well. Hopefully Houston's visit goes well this weekend. You have to think if Houston's visit goes well this weekend, with Steve Wilfong already putting a crystal ball in pick for him, it's like the Buckeyes just need to finish the deal the way it seems to me. And they've done a good job recruiting the state of Georgia. Again, Edric Houston from Buford, Georgia. So hopefully that goes well. So I am going to go with no. The game has not passed Larry Johnson by. Also in terms of recruiting because of all this recent news. Now, they've got to finish the deal. Um, but, and I'll, I'll, I've mentioned this on the show several times. When I talk to these young defensive linemen, I keep mentioning Kenyatta Jackson. I, I talked to him. I talked to Amari Abor. He's another one that could be in the mix, Amari Abor. Hero Canoe. I talked to those three guys one-on-one -on -one interviews at Peach Bowl Media Day. The day before the Peach Bowl, or two days before the Peach Bowl, whatever it was. I asked all of them, and again, I've said this on the show before, so if you guys are loyal listeners, you're hearing me repeat myself, but I think it's important to, very germane for this discussion for sure. Um, I asked each of them the main reason they picked Ohio State. All of them were big-time recruits, and I said, I'm sure there are a variety of reasons. What's maybe the biggest reason or reasons you picked Ohio State? All three of them, Kenyatta Jackson, Amari Abor, Hero Canoe, said the number one reason they picked Ohio State was Larry Johnson. It wasn't like the number one reason was 
this, this, and this. And also, a, a you know, a fairly big factor was Larry Johnson. No, no. It was the number one reason is Larry Johnson. And then they named other things, you know, playing for Ryan Day, the tradition, um, winning, um, getting ready for the NFL, all that stuff that Ohio State can do for you, culture. They mentioned all that stuff, but the number one thing that all – and they didn't hear what each other was saying. I guess Abor and Jackson might have heard. I did Jackson and Abor. They were sitting very close to each other. There's no way Hero Canoe heard anything. So it's not like they were just like parroting what each other was saying. Maybe Abor was, but I don't think he was. He could hear what Kenyatta Jackson was saying, I'm guessing. Kenyatta Jackson, number one reason, Larry Johnson. Amari Abor, number one reason, Larry Johnson. Hero Canoe, number one reason, Larry Johnson. So, and these guys are young guys. Why is JT Tumolo out here? Larry Johnson. Um, biggest reason. There's a lot of reasons, but that's the biggest reason if you ask him. So, that's coming from the, the horse's mouth right there. Um, all these young kids, and these aren't kids that are like, you know, we're not talking about like veterans. We're not talking about guys that are in the NFL that are looking back. We're talking about guys right now that are young players. That maybe, you know, not only wouldn't be at Ohio State right now if it wasn't for Larry Johnson, but if you're a Kenyatta Jackson, would you come back for a second year knowing you're probably not going to be a starter? Or you could be a starter pretty much anywhere? Now, he's going to play a lot, and I'm sure that – but it, it it never even factored in because Larry Johnson's here. And Larry's laid all that out for him. I'm sure Jim Knowles and, and Ryan Day have as well. So, uh, there you go. I went off on a little tangent there. But it is, it's a legit question. I'm not blowing off people who have said that Larry Johnson – um that there's a possibility that the game has passed him by because you're looking at stuff that's going on with recruiting. You're like, well, what's going on with recruiting here? This isn't good. Um, I forgot to retweet the show. That's what I'm doing right now. So when I do these solo shows, I forget little things like retweeting the shows. There we go. Um, it's a legit discussion because you're, there just wasn't very much recruiting news. Um, but knowing the news that has surfaced, that you know that the, a lot of these kids are on the verge of being Buckeyes, it seems like, a lot of these defensive linemen, and what these young defensive linemen on the team now told me about Larry Johnson, I have to go with no, it's not passed him by. That being said, I'll say one more thing. I do think this is his last year because I got word that last year was going to be his last year. I don't know what happened, but he came back for another year. One factor is he promised JT that he was going to stay for JT's entire career at Ohio State, meaning three years, of course. Not breaking news there that JT is going to be a three-and-done guy, so enjoy his final year this fall. Um so, so there you go. I, I, I do not think it's passed him by, but I understand people that were concerned about, I was con a little concerned about recruiting as well. I'm not concerned now. I had a question about this. We're hitting on a lot of recruiting today. I like it. What percentage of recruits have picked a school because of a bigger NIL deal? Basically this guy wanted to know, you know, roughly what percentage of recruits, in my opinion, go to a school that they otherwise would not go to just because of NIL. I think it's probably a low percentage. I'll go with like 10%. No, I'm, if I had to, I'd go less than that. You know, I mean, 9% or something. If I had to be specific, because here's the thing. We hear the stories, um, like the kid that went, you know, originally committed to Florida, the quarterback was promised all these millions. Like, oh, whoops, nope, sorry. There's no millions for you. Sorry, buddy. Um, there's been some bait and switch. These guys that went to Texas A&M, these five stars, these like, just – would they have like six or eight five stars? There's no way that all those kids would have picked Texas A&M. We all know that if it wasn't for NIL. Um, so we hear these stories and it seems like, wow, there's all these kids picking schools they otherwise wouldn't go to because we hear these stories and they're like kind of blow us away. Like, you kidding me? This kid was, was promised how many millions? And they didn't even give him anything? He went elsewhere? But I think that it's few and far between. Uh, maybe the more I think about it, maybe 5%. Um, 
But there's also kids that uh, we don't hear the stories about that aren't going to make it known that really are getting, you know, a bigger check than they would get elsewhere. And they're not going to tell people maybe what they're getting, A, and B, that I, I wouldn't come here if it wasn't for NIL. So maybe I'll stick with my first instinct because the, the money is real. It's a, it's, a, it's a factor for all of these kids. How could it not be? Where Ohio State doesn't like it, if it's your, if it's your number one factor, no, they're not dealing with it. Nope. They tried that the first cycle. It's like, nope. If, if NIL is the first thing out of your mouth, and not even number one, if it's like one of your top two, top three priorities, probably Ohio State is not going to sink their teeth into you unless they really, really want you to feel like they still have a shot at you because they just, and Mark Pantone said it himself, they just, you know, if NIL is your number one priority, nope. Now, Ohio State's going to take care of you, the foundation. I mean, they've proven guys commit and then, you know, like the next, or excuse me, enroll. Guys enroll. I don't want to get people in trouble here. Guys enroll, and then seriously, like the next day they're getting a check. At the very worst, like two days later after they enroll. So these kids enrolled like early in January, the early enrollees, and bam, they were taken care of. So these kids know that. Um, so it's not like Ohio State's not going to take care of you. It's just if that's your number one priority, not going to work out. But Ohio State will take care of you, and um, it's these kids are telling each other that. Jelani Thurman is telling Aaron Noland. You know, his former high school teammate, dude, I committed here. They said that this was going to, this is probably what was going to happen. And then the, in two days I had a check, a car deal and all this other stuff. Okay. He's telling his high school teammate that it's not like this might happen. This is happening. So, and, and you're going to trust your high school teammate, your friend. So there you go. What percentage? Probably 10 at the most, probably 10 pick a school that they otherwise wouldn't go to because of NIL. And a lot of these kids are getting similar NIL deals because they're not, there's only so many elite prospects out there. You're a three-star. There's not going to be a big bidding war on you, man. You're probably it's probably going to be similar money. Okay. Last thing, we had a question about this: Have all early enrollees enrolled yet, or have all the late enrollees enrolled yet? I like we're calling them late enrollees now because they don't enroll in January. Yeah, the kids that have been, I think they all have. I have not confirmed that, but I know like Jason Moore has. I think they've all enrolled, unless there's like one or two stragglers that haven't yet. But I think um, all of the late enrollees. Freshmen didn't used to enroll till like right before camp. They would have, as you guys remember, they'd have like, this is even early in the Trestle era. I'm not going back to like Earl Bruce, although then as well, Cooper. I'm talking like early Trestle era. Freshmen would not enroll till like right before camp. And then the first two or three days of camp would be just freshmen, just to get them acclimated. They wouldn't even have the veterans out there. Uh, it would be just freshmen because they just got there with very, 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 very few exceptions. Maurice Claret was the first one to enroll early. That was Trestle's second year. And then you had Ashton Yabodi and Dante Whitner was the next year. They had two. He had two. It was like, oh, wow, now there's two guys enrolling early. Everybody used to come in, like, late July. Now if you enroll in early June, you're a late enrollee. <laughs> it's funny to me. Um, I think they're all here. Okay, now, guys that could possibly help of the late enrollees, I was asked. It's going to be tough, but you never know. Injuries is what could change things. We didn't think Dallin Hayden, he was a late enrollee last year. We didn't think he was going to play, right? We're talking about Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams, Evan Pryor. Those are the guys. Well, then injuries happen, and Dallin Hayden played a big role last year as a true freshman. So you don't know. But guys that I jotted, I jotted down four names that, again, I don't think are going to play big roles because they got too many guys ahead of them, and this team's got depth, talent and depth. I love this Ohio State 2023 roster. Brandon Ennis, wide receiver. I think he's going to be a very good slot receiver. Probably not as a true freshman, though, because, again, the Marvin Harrison Jr. example from two years ago, 
he was a true freshman and didn't even play till the Rose Bowl, really, other than like fourth quarter of blowouts. And he was ready. We know that because we saw what he did in the Rose Bowl. And um, so if Marvin Harrison Jr. doesn't play much as a true freshman, I seriously doubt any of these guys, including guys that tore it up in the spring, like Carnell Tate. I've been saying, could Carnell Tate be a big factor if they needed him as a true freshman? Yes, I think he could get the job done. And then some. I think he'd be a very good player as a true freshman right away. Will he get that chance? Probably not. If Marvin Harrison Jr. didn't, why would Carnell Tate? Again, unless there's injuries. So if there's injuries, Brandon Ennis is a guy that could help out. Corner, Calvin Simpson Hunt is a late enrollee that I really like. But they actually have eight scholarship corners this year. He's got a lot of guys ahead of him. Um, doesn't mean he can't play, but I think it would probably take an injury for a guy like Calvin Simpson Hunt to get out there. But I like Calvin Simpson Hunt a lot. I think he's going to be a standout corner here. His high school tape is phenomenal. Um, so he's a guy, if injuries arise, they actually have depth at corner this year. I mean, last year, Jair Brown started a game. You know, J.K. Johnson started a game. Uh, J.K. Johnson no longer here. I really like Jair Brown. He might be the fourth corner on this team. You got Denzel Burke. You got Jordan Hancock, Davidson Igbenosin, Davidson Igbenosin, and Jair Brown, top four corners. You know, so we'll see about uh, Calvin Simpson Hunt. He's also got Jermaine Matthews, who's an early enrollee ahead of him. Assuming he, uh, Jermaine Matthews is ahead of him because he enrolled early. Ryan Turner's in there. You got Lorenzo Styles Jr. They've actually got some depth at corner. Last year they had six scholarship corners, and then they were decimated with injuries. So it was like a, a, a perfect storm the wrong way. Jason Moore, another guy jotted down here. Um, again, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to play a lot, but, I mean, he, he's 295 pounds now, my friends. 295. He's listed at 280 if you look at his recruiting profile. That's when he was a senior in high school. He's now 295. I know he's enrolled because Larry Johnson was talking about him. Um, I haven't personally seen any of these guys. Like people were asking, how do they look? I, I don't know. I, I've been going by what, you know, the few comments we've had from the coaches. We have not seen seen any of the late enrollees work out yet. First time we'll see them will be whatever the first practice of, of fall camp will be. And that's always cool seeing those guys at their first Ohio State practice. The guys that didn't go through spring, their first ever practice at Ohio State. It's always cool seeing that. Jason Moore's a guy that could help if needed, is my point. He's Again, the depth is decent on the D-line, but you know they could use another D-tackle, even though they got five they like, and maybe that'll be Jason Moore. He's not going to be a D-end at 295. He'll be a D-tackle. So Jason Moore's a guy that could help, and another one is Caden McDonald at D-tackle. Again, if injuries arise, Jason Moore and Caden McDonald are guys that could help at D-tackle. Cade McDonald, I mean, ready-made, 320 pounds. Love that. I love that they're finally getting some guys like Tyleek Williams and Cade McDonald, like legit, you know, one-tech D-tackles. Although Tyleek's athletic enough to be a three-tech too, but um, a lot of times they'll use Mike Hall as the one-tech, um, even though he's 290 at the most, but he's so strong. so He's got such strong hands, they say, so quick. Um, mini Aaron Donald, as they call him. If he can stay healthy, Michael Jr. is going to have a big year this year. All right, I went a little later than what I intended. A lot to talk about on today's show. Uh, appreciate you guys very much for riding with me on this solo edition of the Bucknuts Morning 5. If you like the show, subscribe, like, give us a five-star review. All that stuff really helps. Thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate it very much. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. is over. 
The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount Plus. What brings you to the shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.